0: What I look for is all the homes are park-owned, meaning you buy the park, there's usually a management team in place, you buy the park, and then you sell or finance the homes back to the tenants.
1: Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. Have you
2: been looking for a place to network with other creative real estate investors and to learn from different creative real estate professionals? Well then, the Creative Real Estate Lunch Club is the place to be. They meet every single Thursday in Denver. This goes from noon to two. We'll leave the links down into today's show notes. So if this is your true passion, I'll see you there. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies, brought to you by realbluespruce.com. I got snowed out today, guys. I got snowed out. My car fell down into a bank. It's sunny now. Look at that. Blue skies. Uh, but the other car is still stuck on the side of the road. I need to wait until it all melts. Uh, but without further ado, I've got someone named Cody Riley who's been doing a lot of really cool stuff in in real estate a uh, few wholesales for over the last uh, four years or so. But what's really, really cool is the last two deals he's done. So I'll let you uh, introduce yourself, Raleigh, uh, Cody Riley. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how you got into real estate?
0: All right. So um, just like pretty much everyone else, uh, I started in wholesale. So I'm, I'm from, it's right outside of Milwaukee, uh, the city's called Kenosha, it's like, you know, small 100,000 people, just, just not a normal small town, and so uh, one of my dad's friends was real big into real estate, had a bunch of houses, and I was like, hey, that's what I want to do, you know, um, to just have a bunch of properties, and just have, you know, the freedom to travel, you know, do whatever I want to do. Um, so I got in wholesale. He, he kind of showed me the ropes a little bit. Um, now that the more that I know, I realize he wasn't as good as I thought he was. Uh, it was. It was one of those, it was kind of blindly in the blind and I figured out the rest of the way. Um, and so I, I was doing that for a little while. And then it was, it was probably about two years. I, I was doing about a deal every other month, which, you know, it was fine. It was, it was just that it's inconsistent. And you know, I was, after a while it just got to the point where I was like, hey, the, this almost it's not worth the headaches. Um and then so shortly after that I moved out to San Diego, California. So not dealing with snow. Turns out I'm not uh not plowed in ever. And uh and so out, out here I I was gonna get the wholesale thing started up again. And it's a completely different animal. Um so instead of you know me, me being able to go out and put out 20 offers and close five properties, it's, it's 30 offers and I get one property. So it's, you're, you're doing a lot more work for, um, for the effort, the paydays are better, but you know, to, to me, it's like, okay, the, this is fine. I just need something more steady. So I, I was looking around, I was going to, um, real estate investor groups you know, I was just talking to people trying to figure out like, what's the best route for me to go. And so I was talking to someone who's like, Hey, I, I do apartment syndications. And so I was talking to him and how, how he made it basically how he explained it to me was the most confusing possible way that you can do syndications ever. Basically he starts with, um, he does his preferred return and then for every point over say you know like like uh x return he does a split with the investor and it's it's just an absolute nightmare i'm I'm like if you're trying to sell this to people who aren't real estate savvy they're gonna have no clue what you're talking about and so i i I was kind of i was kind of turned off by the idea um but then yeah i i kind of i was talking to a couple other people And I I kind of figured out my way of doing syndication, which is a lot easier, you know, like like
2: we talked about earlier. For the audience who doesn't already know, the last two deals he did were medium to large sized um, mobile home parks. Correct. So what he's talking about on the syndication, it is interesting to hear you say that because that's kind of the normal way to do it is to say – You know, we'll give you a preferred return of, you know, what, 6%, 8%, whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll give you the preferential return ahead of time. And um, then what we'll do is we'll take 100% of the profits. I'll give you, you know, 60 or 70% of that. And and I'll take the other 40% of, of what's left. And uh, Cody's saying that's a little confusing, which is really cool, guys, because this is something that uh, I think we're really going to learn from him today. And that is he started doing uh, syndications, but instead of raising equity and making it confusing for the new investor, he's raising debt. Is that right? Is that right, Cody? Yes. Yeah, okay. So- Why don't you tell us a little bit how you do that? Okay. So. I
0: When I started the – go back to the guy that um, I originally reached out to about doing apartment syndication. Um, mm-hmm. He's explained his fundraising process. With syndication, when you're doing equity splits, you have to get a PPM. A lot of the time you have to file with the SEC, and it, it becomes a really complex machine um, basically to get them works. And it's expensive uh, to – you get a PPM can be, you know, depending on your lawyer, seven grand to 30, you know, depending on how in depth you want to go, how many partners, if they're accredited or not, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I was, I was like, you know, I, I don't want to drop 20 grand on a, you know, on legal fees before like I even get the ball rolling. It, you know, it just doesn't seem like a real good model, especially coming from wholesale where like you can just kind of, you know, you, you put it in a thousand bucks to make five grand, Right right off the bat, it's kind of um kind of a no brainer so with that i I was looking around and I was trying to find initially I was just trying to find lenders that would do um ninety percent coverage or better, and it turns out those don't exist um not not in today's economy not not really ever so pretty much everywhere was 75% coverage, you know, but all the properties that I wanted to purchase were in the million to a million five range. So I was like, okay, this doesn't, you know, this isn't going to work. This doesn't make sense. I have to, I have to get a little bit more creative with how I'm going to do this. And so I had someone reach out to me and they're like, Hey, I want to sell my property because you know, I, I put banded signs up, blah, blah, blah. I'm still doing the wholesale thing. Um, but because they were trying to defer taxes, they wanted to do seller financing. And I was like, okay, um, you know, what, what would you want to do? You know, just trying to, trying to figure out, trying to make it work for both me and them. Mm-hmm. And, Cause I was actually going to do a full flip on this thing because, um, they, they were, they're moving out of state. They're just trying to dump the property. And so, Uh, basically they're like, Hey, if you can come in with a hundred grand uh, on, it was, it was about a $300,000 property. um, I'll sell or finance you the house. And then uh, it was a five bedroom there. I was like, okay, I could either do single room occupancy just to cover the rents or like, you know, well, while I'm fixing it up and doing everything. Um, And long story short is, we couldn't come to an agreement on numbers, terms, and everything. But it was one of those – it opened my eyes to, like, I can do this with big properties. Yep. Um. So basically I, I took the principal, and what I'm doing is I'm strictly fundraising. It's not an equity split. I'm taking on debt partners. So with with that, they are basically playing bank. So I find a debt partner that you know will give me – uh, hundred thousand dollars at say 8%. So I use them as the down payment. I find properties that are, they're all mobile home parks and they are park owned homes, meaning the mobile home park owns both the park, uh, the homes and the land in it. And mm-hmm. so well, what I'll do is basically I will take the down payment uh, from my lender I will use that as uh, a down payment for seller financing on a, pro- on a property. And so j- just like regular bank terms, you know, we'll we'll do 30 years, um, you know, X percentage uh, interest. And then uh, usually a balloon payment after about 10 years, but I don't plan to hold any of my deals that long unless they're phenomenal. And with that, I was like, wow, I can, I can get into properties with, zero money down with literally none of my own money. If if I pick them right, I can cash flow from day one. I'm paying back a private lender. He's making money. I'm making money. And then when the time comes I can refinance out, you know what once my loan of value is under that you know 75, 70%, whatever the lender wants. I own the property entirely on my own. And My lender's happy because he's been paid off. He's been making 8% on his money, which is, you know, six times of what even a high yield interest bank is. And I can bring him on to the next project. So basically he's always making money. I'm always making money and I'm growing my portfolio pretty, actually pretty
2: quickly. You're 25 years old, right? Correct. Okay. Excellent. Um, And your first syndication on debt not equity, which is awesome. You were 24 years old Correct. Um, and you did this in two ways. The first part is you reached out to somebody who was willing to sell or finance that property. So you don't need a bank for the uh, original first. Correct. And the second part is that you took on a partner that came in with a hundred or whatever thousand at an 8% interest. My question to you, and I think what a lot of the audience wants to know, is where did you find that person with hundred grand? <laughs> oh, now, now I'm sharing the goodies.
0: So, <laughs> uh, my, my parents are both very blue collar, um, you know, growing up in Wisconsin, um, it's, it's actually pretty normal. So, dad, dad's a cop and mom's a nurse, meaning dad knows cops and firefighters and mom knows nurses and doctors most of those professions are not real estate savvy. Most of them are not investors on the side. What they are is most of them have a phenomenal match 401k or IRA. Um, Cops and firefighters, for example, most of the departments will pretty much match what you put in your 401k. So there's a lot of cops and firefighters out there that have, you know, if if they've been in 20 years they have half a million to a million bucks just sitting in a 401k um, so with that basically reach out to them it's like hey listen this is what you're getting in your 401k i can offer you know significantly higher returns than um what whatever your whatever the um broker management is doing you know say say they're putting in index funds or whatever it is um significantly higher returns than that you're going to, a lot of the time, it's going to be almost more liquid um, because, you know, with with the stock market, it it goes up and down. There's a chance of, you know, your broker making a poor choice. With cash flow real estate, like why I like mobile home parks, um, you can have that thing 100% maxed out as far as leverage goes. And it will still cash flow, so you're still going to be guaranteed uh, that, that you're going to be making your interest. That I'm going to be able to pay you out of it, and that eventually I'm going to be able to refinance out, and we're going to be able to move on and keep growing,
2: uh, growing mm-hmm. that fund together. Okay. Awesome. So, um, to 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 get into it more, I when I was speaking with you on the phone as a pre-interview, I think we talked about you reaching out to. Other people than just uh, dad's coworkers and mom's coworkers—is that correct? Yeah. So um, you're you're talking about
0: my my email plan, right? Yes. Okay. So yeah, you you guys are gonna absolutely love this. So basically, it's 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 kind of a backdoor way to um, get get in front of a lot of people um, with a mindset that. You have the right to be there. So basically, what what I was doing is, you know, say say there's a receptionist at a business. I will call the receptionist and say something to the extent of, and yeah, you're I smile it. I I know you love this. Um, I I call him and say something to the extent of, hey, this is Cody from Nas Properties. Um, did you get the email I sent you? And the girl's like, no, what email? Oh. Um, and I explain, well, what, what we're doing is we're offering, uh, additional retirement plans and, uh, and investment plans for people with XYZ company, whatever it is. And, uh, I, I should have heard something back from you within the last week, but I haven't. And she goes, oh no, we, we didn't get it. must've bounced or whatever. I'm like, okay, perfect. Um, I'm going to send this to you and then can you blast it out to everybody? And yeah, it's 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 kind of funny because even though they've they've never heard of you, it, as long as you're that voice of authority, um, it works the majority of the time. So basically, I'll, I'll send out, hey, this is what we do. Um, you know, if, if you want to hear a little bit more, we we can we can talk further. And it's it's pretty much for every. Um, it's it's about a thirty percent success. So you know, if if I send it out to hundred people. I have thirty people inquire, and then a couple of them will actually be interested in uh, working as private lenders for me.
2: So let's just act as if I was XYZ Company. Okay. And uh, and you're just calling me right now. How would it go? All right. So I'll say, Hey,
0: is Blah Blah there? And like, I'll I'll actually do my research. Uh, I'll figure out like names and you know whoever I need to talk to. Hey, is Blah Blah there? And they'll say, Yeah, this is he or she. He goes, Hey, listen. uh, I just emailed you a couple days ago. I just want to make sure that you got it. And you usually there's about two minutes of, no, I, you know, I don't see it. It's like, it's like, okay. um, I must've got the wrong email. What's your email again? And for some reason it, it bypasses something in the brain where people don't think like, Hey, I don't actually know this guy. They go, Oh yeah, he must've emailed me. And, and so it, it flows to just like you're talking to one of your friends and that's, that's kind of the approach you know that that i take with it it's it's not overly formal it's just hey just want to make sure that you got the email and it's like okay perfect You, you you send it to them you send out just a very very brief um this is what i'm doing i work specifically with for for me it's cops firefighters nurses doctors um so basically all your emergency services this is who i work with i want to be able to help you guys and give back to the community um, let, let me know if this is something you'd be interested in. And I explain, like, the, this is what I do with uh, real estate investment. It's secured. Um, you know, I, I basically do cash flow producing properties uh, so that there's a lot more security in me paying you back, in addition to uh, what I can offer as far as security with promissory notes and everything else.
2: So, um, you and I were talking. And you're 25, and you've been doing this strategy for just one year. Yep. And right now you have, uh, you've got net income coming into your company, or after um, all expenses. Yes. What was it? Eight thousand dollars a month.
0: Yeah, uh, just over eight. Uh, it's I, after everything, assuming you know no no additional repairs. It's like eighty three hundred.
2: And again, um, you've been doing this for about one, uh, one year and you're making uh, more than uh, twice as much as the average person out yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> and the, the thing is that I, I see big scalability with this um, because after a while, I currently I self-manage the properties. Um, that, that's you know, part of the reason why they, they grow so well. If, if not, you'd knock about you know, 10% off. But even with that, um, I, I see just massive scalability because all that needs to happen is I just do this over and over. Eventually, I get to the point where I have an assistant that's just doing outreach for me. And then I'm just handling the basically the calls, explaining how the lending works, how everything works. Um, and and then basically, I can just handle that and handle finding deals. But the the biggest thing for me is and like that this you know if i can like put like stars and like fireworks like that this being the big take home is be picky about your deals so i i can go out and i i can buy you know five deals that are going to cause me five times the headache um f- just just five, five times the amount of stress, time, burden, and basically the thing that most real estate investors get into is the thing where they go, man, this is too much work. This was supposed to be passive income. You know, I, was, I was supposed to be able to sit on my couch and watch TV and like have money rolling in. If, if you're picky and if you pick the right deals, you can have one property that cash flows as much as five.
2: Can you teach us what you do to find the right deal? Yeah,
0: so but basically in, in doing strictly mobile home parks, what I look for is all the homes are park owned, meaning you buy the park, there's usually a management team in place, you buy the park, and then you sell or finance the homes back to the tenants. So at, at the end of the day, after everything's happened, you own the land, they own their own homes, which cuts your maintenance costs by a ton. It'll bring you from 30% to 10% on maintenance costs. Um, And then basically all all you're doing is going out and mowing lawns and making sure they're not just destroying the property. Um, Mm -hmm. And then with that, you can, uh, in in addition to the seller financing, you can actually add an interest rate on there. So for example, if a park is a million dollars, which is, pretty pretty medium for parks um, you, know, you take you assume that the land is worth a third and the park and the homes are worth two-thirds at 5% interest on the value of the homes you have paid for the homes and the land plus 25% so basically okay. by setting the homes back I've paid for everything put 25% in my pocket lowered expenses, and now I have the land, which is steadily getting in rents because you know, they, they have to pay for the plots every month, and there's almost no maintenance for me. So it, it, it makes it a lot, more, uh, a lot closer to actual passive income.
2: Those are some really good takeaways, really interesting information. Um, let's get down to the final five questions. All right. We'll get right into the final five, but first, a quick word from our sponsors.
1: Want daily interviews with real estate investors and none of the fluff? Go to bestevershow.com where Joe Fairless interviews daily real estate investors and entrepreneurs about their best advice ever. Go to bestevershow.com. Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word "meetup" to five 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 eight eight eight. Text "meetup" to five 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 eight eight eight.
2: Cody Riley, what's the most creative deal you've done? Basically,
0: every deal, the money has to come from somewhere. You just got to figure out where that is for you. Um, you know, for for me, I've had good luck in my niche with fundraising because that's something that I know pretty well. Um, you know, I it, the, they're people that are easy to talk to for me. You know, it's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I I don't, you know, I don't beat around the bush. It's like, hey, this is what you're getting back. This is what I want to do. You know, get on the train or get off. Um so with with that, it's it's not that it's been that crazy creative. It's just you you figure out what works. Um and for me it was find private lenders, find seller financing. Put them together. That's on the property. And the thing is, if you reach out to enough small private lenders, you'll be able to find someone that can cover you at like a normal, um, you know, just put you on like a normal Fannie Freddie agency debt loan,
2: and then you can just refi out, and the property's yours. What's a book that you recommend to the listeners?
0: Ooh, see, I, I read a ton. Um, like my, I, I, have my Audible list. I, I think right in the last year of. I've bought like 30 audibles. Um, so for, for me, every time I'm in the car, uh, pretty much every night before I go to bed, uh, the, the big for, for real estate, um, the, the guy from bigger pockets, I forget his name. Um, he has how, how to buy real estate with no money down. Um, that's a good one. Uh, never split the difference by Chris Voss is a really good negotiating one um you know obviously rich dad poor dad because pretty much everyone who who has uh gotten into real estate that's that's where they started um i i if you want i i can basically just send you a list uh for for everyone to download because my my book list is probably i'm probably up near 150 books right now
2: cody that's a ton of books and no worries you don't need to send them all to me but uh, wow, very impressive. What is, where were you five years ago from today? And where will you be five years from now? Five
0: years ago, I was still in college. Um, <laughs> and that, 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 was a, that was a short-lived thing. Um, you know, five years from now, ideally, I, I, I think I'll, you know, I'll just keep growing the mobile home parks. I'll actually be able to take time to Go out, travel, go do stuff. You know, I, ideally, I'd, I'd I'd like to just have like a small team. You know, and that's that's what everyone says, but so see how it goes. Um, you know, just just steady, good acquisitions. Like like I said before, it's not, you know, it's it's quality over quantity. I I don't want I don't want headaches. I I want good, cash flow producing properties. Because for for me, cash is king, man. That <laughs> that. Yeah, you, know, you can have all the equity in the world, but if another housing bubble hits, you know, and you're buried in your property and it's not producing cash flow, you're gonna lose everything. So, in, in my mind, I would way way rather have something that's kicking off a ton of cash flow.
2: That sound advice. Thank you for sharing that with us. What's a way that you give back?
0: I, as weird as it sounds, um, we we actually got connected through whatever real estate investing Facebook group, and that that's, I've, I've had a lot of guys reach out to me um, that have been like, Hey, listen, like what, what you're saying makes sense. You know, that, and w- which for, for me is like, yes, I know what I'm doing. It's great validation. Um, but, but I've, I've had a couple guys where it's like, Hey, listen, like I've, I've walked them into their first fourplexes, you know, and like, like I, I hold hands and it's like, Hey, listen, like this is going to suck. This is going to be awkward, especially if you're not a people person you know you're you're gonna have to get over it you know and like you're gonna have some hurt feelings but you know if if you're trying to provide a better life for yourself your kids your family whatever um that's what you do so so for me the biggest thing is like i i want to be able to help the guy that's sitting there with just that's just sitting with his hands on his head and is going i don't know what to do and yeah. it, because my, most people at that point go you know, buy my program, do this, give me money. And they obviously don't have money because they don't have real estate. And if they had money, they would buy real estate. So <laughs> for, for me, I'd, re- I'd rather just hold someone's hand, you know, and it's like, hey, I'll take a little bit of my time. You know, I literally, like I'm, I'm on Facebook Messenger 24 hours a day. Just, just shoot me a message. You know, I'm willing to help. And so it's really not, yeah. you know, I, I'll make plenty of money. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about that you know I, I don't need I don't need to sell a program you know that that doesn't that doesn't do good in that charitable sense you know for for me I'd, I'd rather just hold yeah. hands and give back that way
2: How do people reach out to you if they want to get a hold of you
0: um, Facebook is usually the best way um, I don't have a website built yet eventually I need to do that um, well if you can share my Facebook link, that would be awesome. Otherwise, it's Cody, C-O-D-Y, Riley, R-E-I-L-L-Y. And then email is cody for riley
2: at Gmail. All right, I've got cody for riley Gmail. And then I will also try to put your Facebook link into the show notes, no problem. With that said, Cody, you've had a lot of value to the listeners. Thanks for being on today. Until next time, my friend, think outside the box.
0: Thank you. Talk to you soon.
1: Adam Adams has one of the most active meetup groups in the world. I've personally been to one of his meetups and Adam packed that house with over 80 investors at lunch and another 60 on the waiting list. Find out the exact six things he did to create one of the top meetups on the planet by texting the word meetup to 555-888. Text meetup to 555-888.